position. Affirmative. Negative. I am the milkman. My milk is delicious. Roger that. Okay, let's go. Welcome to the Best Linux Games Podcast. Go, go, go! The best Linux games, the best games available for the uh, GNU slash Linux operating system via the mechanism and distribution network known as Steam, brought to you by Valve. After 700,000 years, the Steam has come to Linux, and beyond that, it has come to Linux in the form of the egalitarian Linux-like platform, Steam, an open marketplace in which everyone, total meritocracy, everyone, regardless of size, amount of money, regardless of amount of developers, and prospective sales, that's right, ladies and gentlemen, it's Saturday, and that means it's time for one thing. It's time for the podcast where the quality goes in before the name goes on. You're listening to the Best Linux Games Podcast, a companion piece to the uh, Steam group of the same name. Find us on Steam, you know. Uh, join us on Steam and friend me on Steam. My name is Scooky Sprite. I am your host. In case this is your first time here, uh, the ground rules for everything that we do are very simple. We have news. We have the latest titles that we are interested in. Of course, features, you know, like kind of in-depth looks or reviews. And then we have, of course, everyone's favorite, the deals. Uh, the best games that you can buy for as cheap as possible. If you join us on the group, our recommendations are curated with the sole criteria of It must run on Linux, and it must be really good. These are recommendations only, of course. Uh, not complete reviews, which generally will follow, um, especially once they get some other mofos on this show. And as always, the content that awaits you ahead may not be appropriate for members of all species, races, genders, classes, creeds, and especially might not be age or work appropriate. So, it begins. Let's get the Linux gaming on, bitches! Hello and welcome to episode number 329 of the Best Linux Games Podcast! Being recorded for you on this Saturday, February, the 13th of February, uh, 2021 at 1828 hours, 6.30pm Pacific Coast, left coast, coast, with the most crack engineer, Ivor Molina, over there in the booth, holding up the whiskey sign. Ah, yes, Good. Let's have a little sip here. You're fired, Ivor. Mm. I would make it for our sequel, friends. Ah, I can't talk and drink at the same fucking time. Uh, 2021 0213. 0213, where are you? Uh, we have a Great, I think we have a great show for you this week. Um, a lot of good stuff. We have a ton of deals for you because right now, well, let's get straight to our top stories. Uh, did I fire you, Ivor? What did I forget to do today? It's episode 329. Oh, yeah, it's the night before Valentine's Day. Happy Valentine's Day, you suckers. Ha- enjoy your fucking VD, motherfucks. Gone late since the Carter administration. All right, so our top stories. Um, our feature this week is uh, all about Valheim, a game that I spent 20 hours playing since its release into early access this week. Um, it sold 1 million copies in its first week in early access. Congratulations to the developers of Valheim. We're going to talk all about the game, you know, blah. 22 hours I logged, and uh, I you're fired, Ivor! Fuck! Fuck! Why didn't we have this in the notes? Valheim! Valheim on Steam! Okay, yeah, so it was released February 2nd, but it only came to my attention, you know, blah. So far, the reviews have been overwhelmingly positive. 29,963 reviews, which is great. Makes it officially, and I said this the day before uh, they broke they broke the news um, this week, 
uh, they broke the news this, uh, not this week. They broke, what the fuck? Use your words. Yesterday, Friday, they broke the news yesterday. They broke one million copies. Um, so that's in 11 days. Came out February 2nd. Into early access, of course. But, uh, Thursday night, I was texting a friend of the show, Jeff Jeffy Wise, and I was like, yeah, this game's really fucking good. Uh, if they're only 80% done, if they're only 50 to maybe 80% done with it, it's gonna be a monster sleeper hit. And the next day I wake up, Valheim sells 1 million copies, so congratulations to them. I love it when the good guys win. I love it when the little guys happen to be good, and I love it when they, the the little guys are good and they happen to win. $1 million, it's like a team of, I don't know, it's Iron Gate, AB, published by Coffee Stain Publishing, I, you know, I've never heard of these people. You know, it can't be more than like, I don't know, I'd say maybe 10 people-ish. Uh, I don't know this for a fact, but a mi- you know, t- 1 million times 20 is 20 million, minus Valve's, you know, whatever, 10% cut, so that's 2 million, so that's 18 million, so that's more than a million apiece, probably, uh, on the back end for everyone who's involved in it, and it's still in early access, so they got they got longevity, they got tons they're only gonna go up from here, I think, unless they make horrific mistakes, which I don't think they're going to because the game is uh, very much there I don't know how close they are to finishing I, I did take a look at the roadmap um, the development roadmap on like Wednesday, but I was stoned and blah 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 so I, I wasn't really paying attention. I I just glanced. I was I was pleased to see that they have one. That's always encouraging. Um, and they mentioned the Steam Lunar New Year sale, which uh, started on February 11th, runs through the 15th, the day after tomorrow. We have eight picks that stand out. Um, these are just the ones that you know I leapt out at me. I spent maybe three hours combing through. Uh, there's a lot of games in this Lunar New Year sale, but there's some really good deals. Um, especially in terms of games that were nominated for Steam Awards and some uh, very awesome AAA titles from the last two to three years that you might have missed. It's a good list, I think. Uh, and it covers the gamut from every type of game that you could possibly want to play uh, all the way down to, like, unbelievable deals, 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 like $3 games that, you know, could still retail for, like, 30 bucks. So, We'll get to that before we get to our feature in All About Valheim. Um, but one last thing before we start with the deals. Um, fuck you, Mitch McConnell. Mitch McConnell, t- for those of you who live underneath a rock, uh, former President Trump was acquitted today by the Senate. And immediately after being acquitted... And it was just grotesque. I mean, I was surprised at how disappointed I was and how angry it made me until, because I, you know, we all knew that he was going to be acquitted because the Republicans are just not going to fucking do anything, which is absolutely grotesque and disgusting uh, and makes him no longer a partner in representational government, but rather not, no longer a loyal opposition, but now literally an anti democratic adversarial force that is trying to actively destroy representational uh, democracy as we've known it for the last 250 whatever years but I, so I was pretty upset about that but then I saw Mitch McConnell take the floor of the Senate immediately afterwards, immediately after acquitting this motherfucker and give this little fucking walkback speech that was a breathtaking masterpiece of abject hypocrisy. It was putrescent. It enraged me. He's like, yeah, he's guilty, and blah, blah, blah. This is after, immediately after you vote to acquit, quit someone. You let him off the hook, and you come out, and he's like, oh, he's totally guilty. You fuckers. You fucks. Anyway, so that's what's going on with the GOP, but it doesn't matter, because he's going to jail. Like, he's, 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 being investigated in Georgia for the hour and a half long tape recording of him trying to pressure fucking Georgia election officials to find me the votes. You know, recalculate those votes, make it make it happen. That's called voter fraud. It's called defrauding the voters of Georgia. And in the state of Georgia, 
attempts to defraud a fe- uh, attempts to defraud the people of Georgia in a federal election is a very serious crime. Carries very, he'll he'll be going to jail for that, and after he's done with that, he can uh, uh, defend uh, against the uh, SDNY um, for his various tax crimes. And then there's a whole treason thing, and then there's the January sixth thing. So he will be he will be dealt with as as the law allows. I mean, we got to hold this guy accountable at some point, especially for. I mean, the six was not just a dark day. It was one of the darkest days in American history. It was an attempt to decapitate uh, the two other co-equal branches of government by a rogue executive that had decided that it's preservation of its own power in spite of the will of the people as um, expressed in a free and fair election uh, was more important than preserving democracy instead of autocracy. It was an assassination attempt. It caused the murder the murder of a fucking cop and the deaths of five other people. Um, I had to go to the dentist this week and I was pleased because this was on Tuesday the the impeachment uh, trial hearing whatever the fuck was going on on the TV and I, you know, I cut my hair finally after four years because um, Trump is out of office. And these people had seen me the week before New Year, the day before New Year's last, and like, oh yeah, you know, so I told him about my hair, and I was like, I was very pleased to see that basically everyone in the dentist's office was like, oh yeah, he's he's getting impeached right fucking now, and we were watching it on TV, and uh, the pretty much the universal uh, sentiment, at least as expressed, by everyone in that office was oh he should be going straight up for murder he should be fucking being tried for murder and guess what I feel that day will be coming so do not despair about that uh, former president tiny hands is still banned from twitter and facebook man wouldn't it have been great if they'd done that oh maybe two years before uh, anyway well, at least he's still banned I mean if they walk back that ban we're doomed and they should they should be those services should be those platforms should be annihilated in my humble opinion if they if they walk it back. So let's get straight to the deals. Let's get let's get your Linux gaming on, bitches. So in our deals this week, uh first off we have Just Cause Three. Those of you who don't listen who haven't been listening to the show for all these years, uh I've Just Cause Three finally started working on Linux. I think about eighteen months ago. A little around two years ago. It's an older game. It looks phenomenal. And it is... Oh my god, it is such a good game. It is such a good game. All of these deals, by the way, end on February 15th. So grab them, you know, smoke them if you got them. Grab them while you may. You're right, Ivor. That's the best idea you've had this week. More whiskey. Mmm. Mmm. Just Cause 3, for those of you who don't know, is a uh, third-person exploration shooter of uh, magnificent explodey terrorism in an open world uh, free roam environment uh, where you can use your grappling hook to deploy your parasail and once you level these things up um, you can my longest record for parasailing I think was without touching the ground was over 40 minutes it was ridiculous. Um, it's got something like 400,000 square miles. I want to say that's true. Square kilometers. Uh, 400,000. I want to say. Uh, I haven't looked that up. I will you're fired! But anyway, it's a great game, and it, the gameplay is phenomenal. The story is hilarious. It has great, memorable characters that you will come to love. And the carnage and the James Bond-like action um... And the free form aspect of it, it's a truly a game that is a really good expression of of uh, what can be done with uh, non-structured uh, free will in video games. And don't let the date fool you. Again, the graphics are amazing and the performance on Linux is great. The performance, I got it for Jeff Jeffy Wise uh, right after I started um, realizing that it was amazing. And then once you get the rocket pack, the game's just fucking nuts. But, um... It even runs on his, like, seven-year-old computer. So, yeah, 
Just Cause 3 right now is 85% off at $2.99. That is a game that is cheaper than... You could buy three licenses for Just Cause 3 instead of a pack of cigarettes. So yeah, that's an amazing deal. So that's why we're leading off of that. And next, speaking of games that uh, were part of the recent Steam Awards, this last year's Steam Awards, we got a bunch of them here. Um, first is Ori and the Will of the Wisps, which won uh, the Steam Award for Best uh, best Visual Style, it's Best Graphics, and it's one of my favorite games from last year. It's a phenomenal title. If you like side-scrolling platformers at all, the amount of detail that went into this game is ridiculous. There are there's almost nothing that is not magical about Ori and the Will of the Wisp, except for the final sequence in the game, which was so hard. Final two sequences in the game were so hard. They were really fucking hard. Like, the next to last one in particular was so hard. But anyway, you beat the game. It has amazing characters. Um, once again, the story works. Crow, because we care about the characters. Ori and the Will of the Wisps is 67% off at $9.89. So it's a good time to pick that one up. Also, from the Steam Awards nominate uh, nominees from last year, this this one didn't, I don't think, I don't think Metro Exodus won any awards. It's a free-roaming, post-apocalyptic, uh, Soviet, um, highly realistic uh, Soviet survival combat craft up shooter with some pretty some pretty heavy horror elements but you know somehow if you put it in post-apocalyptic whatever it's better amazing characters memorable characters unbelievable game the weapon design alone is worth the price of admission well now through February 15th Metro Exodus oh and it has the best one, the best uh, uh, attract mode introduction sequence and two, the best introduction of last year, definitely last year it's in my top ten of all time best introductions, and then the game is phenomenal the plot is also really good I never beat it, Jeff Jeffrey Wise beat it, but anyway, Metro Exodus is 60% off, 60 Six zero at fifteen dollars and ninety nine cents through February fifteenth. Also from the Steam Awards from last year, Doom Eternal Standard Edition. One of uh, that was our game of the year uh, for Best Linux Games podcast. We gave our our game of the year to Doom Eternal. Doom Eternal Standard Edition. So if you've been waiting, and now it runs on Linux. Uh, so if you've been waiting, it's now 67% off at $19.79. They have other editions on the same page. Uh, they're like plus or minus $5. This is a good deal. A really good deal. Because speaking as someone who's beaten Doom Eternal uh, four times now? Five times? Five times. Um, n- never once on Steam, but it, I know for a fact that it runs on Steam because I've been playing it on Steam because that's where uh, nightmare mode isn't bugged like on Stadia. Um, amazing replay value. They've already, I think they've already launched a DLC for it. Um, not just an expansion pack, but like a DLC campaign for it. No map editor, but it does have. Uh, there is a package that lets you play the uh, the battle mode, which is very innovative way of of playing multiplayer in a free form uh, kind of tournament competition where you take on the role of all the demons you and your team take on the role of all the demons against one slayer and then you swap sides. it's fun, it's very fun very innovative, I doubt that it'll catch on as much as it should but Doom Eternal Standard Edition 67% off, $19.79 February 15th now, a game that we haven't talked about on this show in at least two years I want to say we have to do a little aside here. We're going to go for an hour this week. Right, Ivor? We're doomed. We'll be here until fucking Monday. I swear, every time I say it, it's going to be a short show. Um, I want to read to you. God damn it! No one pulled this from the... So, last night, I gifted... This is one of my favorite games that I've since I've been doing the podcast. The Forest. 
Forest is um, first person or virtual reality. Both modes work, and the game was designed to just be a first person blah, but they adapted it to virtual reality. Um, last year, I want to say it's an older, it's no look codes. So I was just about to clear them. It's one of my favorite survival games. If you like Seven Days to Die, a game that I spent at least over 1200 hours playing, um, it's a great game. We'll bring up Seven Days to Die again later on in the show, actually. Mm. The Forest is like Seven Days to Die, but in green hell on an island in a nightmare. So I gifted this to somebody. Uh, I gifted it to uh, Splinter. Um, and because it's so cheap right now, it's 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 the cost of a pack of cigarettes. So I'm like, yeah, fuck it. Okay. I sent him a screenshot from one of my old games. <laughs> I used to run a server for the forest too, actually. Mm. So I gifted it to him at like two o'clock in the morning or something, and then I sent him some really cryptic messages. I sent him a picture of someone being impaled. One of the denizens of the forest being impaled in one of the spike wall traps uh, and I said you got it now some helpful him some helpful tips I was really drunk and stoned when I sent these it's hilarious always remember if you die you get eaten okay in seriousness spoiler free you will die take every food from plane and plane axe find the coast find the boat save the kid find the tennis team they will help you. At night, you will die. Fire. Stay near the fire. If they get close but don't attack, it's already too late. Save Billy. Hurry. And remember, no one is ever alone. Oh, and if you want the single best tip I can give you, been at least a year since I played, but I built a mega fortress with rope lines to the trees and a logging system, find the boat. Build your base on the beach by the boat. Go to the boat when you get overrun. If there's ever more than one other person you don't know for the first dozen or so nights, run. The best weapon, in my humble opinion, is the spear. Learn to throw them. Learn to retrieve them. Practice on the beach so you don't lose yours. They are precious. Find the survivors. They will help you die. Good luck. You belong to the turtles now. And I I send him a YouTube uh video of Bobby Darren singing Somewhere Beyond the Sea. Everyone's favorite tennis team returns. If you've played the forest to any great extent, then you know what I mean by the tennis team, because they are very wacky dudes. Uh, (laughs) The ultimate survival craft-em-up lost the video game the Forest is now 55% off. And we haven't talked about it in forever, so I just love talking about The Forest. And I want an excuse to read those messages. And it's all content at a certain point. So anyway, The Forest right now is 55% off at $8.99. That is a thousand hour game. I, I think I've only spent like a hundred hours in it. Um, and you can play it with your friends. Uh, so that's good too. That's unlimited fun. It's way easier when you have friends join you. <coughs> in your game, whether whether or not you're running a dedicated server or just, you know, temporary off your computer. Uh, it's a great game. And an and endless value, especially if you, it does require, it is way scarier than 99% of the games that ever get featured on the show, because I hate scary games. I mean, it's a real terror fest. But it's a freeform terror fest. So you have to overcome, you know, your actual terror and get on with the business of the game, which I will admit many times I experienced just paralytic fear that got me killed because I hate scary. But the forest is such a freewheeling open world. It's not procedurally generated open world kind of thing that if it wasn't the just the sheer survival aspect of it that kept me coming back, then it was the building aspect. Then it was the exploring exploration aspect. Find the tennis team. Uh, then it was just the mystery of the island and the story. I wanted to know. I never beat the forest, um, but I did get 
to the end. Like the last, I think my last save from the server, which is where I have my humongous base. There's all sorts of mysteries on this island. You'll discover them. You will be discovered, and the enemy AI is phenomenal. But my last game uh, on the server that I ran for the forest, last save, I think, is just where I'm getting overrun constantly by super mutants. But that's I don't. That's a spoiler, spoiler thing. Say hi to the spider lady for me. That's the forest and the tennis team, and find Billy. You need to find Billy. I can't remember if it's Billy or what, but <laughs> find the kid. Up next, a perennial favorite of like everyone who's ever played it, except for me. But everyone else loves it, and you know I would like to have infinite time so that I could love it as much as them. But it's too late for me. Too late. Monster Hunter World, thirty four percent off, nineteen dollars seventy nine cents through February fifteenth. Also, another perennial favorite that I've spent almost zero time in, but I know runs like a fucking dream on Linux and did from day one, The Witcher 3 Wild Hunt, one of the most critically acclaimed games of the last five fucking years. Witcher 3 Wild Hunt is 80% off. That's an amazing deal. This is like three years ago. This was like the number one title in the world. 80% off, $7.99 through February 15th. And then another game... This one's from two years ago. Uh, friend of the show, Fagledorf, uh, said that this was his game of the year for 2018. I played it for about three hours, I want to say. Uh, Kingdom Come Deliverance, which is a first-person role-playing action sword game that redefines what historical uh, realism in a video game can mean experientially it, you want to talk about feudal Europe, this is fucking real feudal Europe unbelievable blacksmith's son, you guys get overrun by, I think invading Prussian hordes, I can't remember um phenomenal, phenomenal game uh, and it's, it's almost an education in of itself to just see this living universe that like you've only read about in books Kingdom Come Deliverance is 60% off, I wonder when they're going to make a sequel $11.99, that is a that's a good deal that game does not go on sale $11.99 through February 15th so to recap, that was Just Cause 3 at $3 Ori and the Will of the Wisps at uh, uh, 10 bucks, Metro Exodus at 16 Doom Eternal Standard Edition at 20 The Forest at $9 <laughs> Somewhere Beyond the Sea Somewhere Waiting for me I'm going sands My lover stands And watches the ships That go Sailing. <laughs> Find the tennis team. Monster Hunter World at $19, 20 bucks. Witcher 3 Wild Hunt at 8 bucks. That is an amazing deal. And Kingdom Come Deliverance at 12. So, bam. We're all going broke. Fucking. We're all going for. We're all. Oh, we ain't got a barrel of money. Um, so. Somewhere in there. Any one of those games, with the exception of Ori and the Will of the Wisps, is like a hundred hour game at the minimum. I, although Jeff Jeffy Wise plays everything on easy. So I think he burned through Metro Exodus in like 30 hours, maybe less. But uh Yeah, so those are all really good bang for your buck, especially just cause three. Because uh, that game. Yeah. That game's really good. Uh I've worked where the God damn it! Hang on, one second. I want to see how many hours I spent on Just Cause 3. I, like, unlocked almost... I probably unlocked 70% of everything. I know that Jeff Jeffy Wise beat Just Cause 3 without doing any of the side quests, and so he beat the game in, like, 10 hours, which is fucking lame, and he didn't get to any of the airships or any of the cool stuff. But, uh, come on, Steam! Open up! Open your mouth holes, you delicious whore! You motherfucker. Ah, here we go. Uh, let's see. This is just... Whoa! 
almost spilled whiskey everywhere. That would have been bad. Uh, I played uh, 46 hours, 45.8 hours in Just Cause 3. Um, I would boot it up and it's been like, I don't know, it's been maybe a year since I played it last. Oh, shit, I could have looked, but I just closed it because I didn't want to get messages from BPR, who sucks, by the way, for being useless to me in every fucking way this week. Every question, anything, no matter how small, he failed. Uh, obsequious little twat you are, Blaster PR. Kick your ass, motherfucker! Kick your ass! Roll it, Ivor! So then, Valheim. Yes, that's spelled for the record, by the way. V-A-L-H-E-I-M. So, what is Valheim? Valheim is, and you know, we're gonna try to get out of here in under an hour because we got like big Valentine's Day plans. Fucking, I'm gonna watch like a ton of, uh, ton of porn, masturbate alone, and try to reach climax before I begin to cry. Another Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Yeah, so it's gonna be another day and another lifetime of fucking darkness! So escape that darkness with Valheim. Valheim is a third person over the shoulder Viking epic that takes place in a huge procedurally generated world. Now you can play the game alone, which is what I've been doing. I had problems jumping on to uh, BPR's uh, evidently magnificent dedicated server. Yeah, great. I spent literally 15 minutes trying to make that happen, but there are other servers you can play on. It runs great on Linux. Um, but it, it is a, uh, it's a, it's a Viking Nordic, Nordic Viking, Viking Nordic, it's a Viking epic where you start basically, you get killed at the beginning and you awake in this amazing, amazingly huge, unexplored land filled with resources different biomes, different creatures, different items. It is a combination of... It's a combination of a third-person craft-em-up, resource-gathering, base-building, survival, exploration, big exploration, big survival, big craft-em-up, big on Viking mythology all wrapped up into this amazingly good and addictive feeling uh, pseudo Dark Souls-esque combat system all and, and around all of this is a big moist hug of a Skyrim-like um, experience system where you gain experience for individual aspects of your skill set by doing them. So, you want to get really good at archery? Well, my character, for me, I tried to chop a lot of trees. I built a base. I had to chop a lot of trees. And then I found this one tree that I, I liked that was too hard for me to kill and uh, shot around two hours of arrows into it. When your shit breaks, you have to repair it. Or you can make new new shit. You can upgrade it. As well. You can repair and upgrade the shit that you make. You can make clothes, armor, weapons, tools. Uh, and the building system is simple and yet surprisingly robust. Big problems that I had with um, the game initially, or that there are almost no instructions for how to play it with a controller instead of with a mouse and keyboard given my carpal tunnel 
I try not to play anything with a mouse and keyboard as much as possible because it's really rough on the carpal tunnel. And this game is a time vortex, the likes of which you know, you see only a few times in your life. Like, it takes a lot these days, seven years into this podcast, to get me on a Monday to log 20 hours in a game by a by a Saturday. Um, so, all of this combines into this really addictive, open-ended, everything in the game is fundamentally fun to do. That's the that's the big thing. So it's fun to realize, oh shit, I have to, you know, account for the weather. Like, you know, if if you're cold and wet and tired, sleep is part of the game. All of these individual aspects of these different types of details combined into a symphony of variety that can be as zen or as intense as you like. Right now, for instance, in my game, I am very far away from any of my bases, and I am balls deep in very dangerous territory for my character's uh, weapon set, because I'm still stuck in the Stone Age. Uh, I'm trying to get to the Bronze Age by finding a tomb. Anyway, interspersed between all of this and the, the, we're, we're going to talk about the my favorite, my, probably my favorite thing about the game is actually the graphics because it's got this weird intoxicating blend of unbelievably glorious um, unscripted everything is procedurally generated uh, visuals that knock your socks off when they occur like when you see your first lightning storm any lightning storm, any storm when you see your first sunrise in the black forest coming up from like the uh, riverbank of a steep steep incline and the trees just all turn to gold and red and it looks like some sort of weird combination of heaven and hell when you first look up into the sky and realize that the Yggdrasil is what is the sky and that you are living this myth and that you are a fucking Viking badass. By the way, you look like the rock. You have you're just like you are built. You are one cut motherfucker. You look like if the, the guy that you play as I I've, I've only played as a guy cuz the chick looks like a guy too cuz she's a Viking chick. Um Anyway, but okay, so on but alongside of this is also this weird they they made some weird decisions in terms of what they what and how they choose to render things so it goes from like a kind of almost on the edge of pixel trash to just unspeakable glory at every given moment so there's like a lot of visual stuff too also Every weapon and every skill is fun to develop, more or less. I mean, sneaking is just like it was in Morrowind. If you go back with the Elder Scrolls, like, and so then you know, if you do go back with the Elder Scrolls, you know that the way you get sneaking in Morrowind is you go to the first Blades contact that you get and you go to one corner of his apartment or a corner of the thing in the square by his apartment where you can crouch behind a barrel and then you go to the bar and you come back in four hours and you have maxed out your sneak. It is not easy to get good at anything. It's easy to get competent at any skill in this game. Um, But it's not easy to really master any of the skills to the point where like, you become godlike. In fact beyond the first area of the game, the game gets incredibly hard really fast. It makes it very difficult for a solo player, but it's also very challenging and by experimenting with different combat techniques, various different weapons, various different craftables and stuff, um, you can overcome, you can at least survive. But I'm serious, man. The first boss was so easy in comparison to um, the next 
the the tier of enemy that's three tiers above your average just like shitbag grunt in the second area they're called uh, Great Dwarf Brutes and these guys will fucking kill you, they do 40 fucking points of damage, your health is generally only at you know, even with all the buffs that you can get from food, it's only at like 100 tops and I've been playing for quite a while my character is very good, and he's very good with spears, bows uh, axes, he's great with uh, axes to both chop down, you'll spend a lot of time chopping down trees it's got tree punching too, which is great so it's like, it kind of had me from hello but these overwhelming moments where the game becomes so stunningly beautiful, and then so charmingly um pixelated, like when you, here's a minor spoil, spoiler alert um, you can tame boars and breed them, boars as in pigs, wild pigs, angry wild pigs that want to kill you and um, when you're taming them you feed them, and little pixelated hearts pop up, that's going to be our uh, our graphic for this week's show is Boar Loves You and the, the pixelated hearts are so charming it's great Meanwhile, BPR, who started dedicated server the fucking day that he started playing the game and now plays with like 10 people at all times and has never done anything on his own and just likes to torture me with fucking screenshots of future game stuff. And I'm like, dude, you're fucking, how many times do I have to tell you this? Do not send me spoilers when you know that I'm actively playing a fucking game that I'm going. And I told him that this week was going to, there was going to be the whole show. Don't fucking send me spoilers like this. He's got a whole fucking Viking longboat and is sailing it around the fucking world. Anyway. So I've killed the first boss a bunch of times, and you can kill him as many times as you want. Um, But every aspect of the game, in of itself, whether you decide to pursue that aspect or not, which is totally up to you. Like, I mean, like, you can... I ran last night for an hour I mean everything is built around your stamina so like when I say I ran for an hour that means like I ran for 90 seconds and then stopped for 20 until all the status effects in the game are really cool like for instance like well okay we'll get to that in a moment but uh I ran for an hour into the unknown I ran through and back into three different biomes um one of which I would not have survived in if I had paused at all. There's you can you can go for stealth, you can go for you know all different stuff, but it has this very tight. Um, it's one thing I don't, I really kind of don't like about the game is the combat system is pretty much souls like it relies on uh, on blocking and then parrying uh, a little more than I would like, especially. If you're playing it alone, the game is very difficult. Um, which is kind of cool, because I'm into a big fucking challenge. Like, I mean, fuck. Seven Days to Die. Uh, single player. My first hundred hours were spent in single player. And, man. I got fucking good at that game. The next uh, 400 hours were spent in PvP, uh, PvP on a PvP server. And I got masterful at the game, and then the rest of my time went into a PvE cooperative server uh, that was much easier, much more fun, and much less stressful. Mm. But, in Valheim, in Valheim, all you need to do to build uh, a shelter is build a workbench, which is very easy to do. It just requires wood. That's it. So, a wood wood and a hammer. And you can craft those out of, you know, wood and stone in your fucking inventory. It's all very simple, but it all gets very deep, which is really cool. Um, for instance, uh, all it takes to build a shelter is, you know, you build a workbench anywhere. Uh, then you build like three walls that are attached to each other. The snapping system is not that great, but I imagine it will improve, I hope. But you do get the hang of it about 20 hours in. You kind of get the hang of it. Uh, I've done some really good builds, some big, really good builds, not just functional, but somewhat attractive builds. And I can do them now very quickly. So the first thing you want to do is build a lean-to. 
So a lean-to is like three walls that are all, you know, in line with each other. Then you build walls on the end, so it's like taking a, making a shoebox diorama, and then cutting off one of the long sides. Then you put, um, three roofs on top, and that gives you shelter for your fire. Then you place a fire. Then you make a bed. Then you click on the bed, and you make it your active, you, you make that your active spawn point. Then at night, when night comes, you can go to sleep in your bed. Has to be close to the fire. This is tricky because once you build enclosed spaces and start, you know, getting into building some cool designs, either for practicality, for practical purposes, or for aesthetic purposes, because that lean to is not going to last you. Because I mean, eventually creatures will find you and they'll fuck you up and they'll they'll break your shit too. Um, and then you can upgrade crafting stations and stuff from there. But one of the tricky trickiest things in the game is figuring out how to build your fire inside your house so your bed is your bed can only be slept in if it is covered by a roof and has like a room around it and that will let you go to sleep that will let you set a spawn point that sounds simple but it has to also be near a fire and the, the fires are great they last for forever if you load them up with 10 logs you know you will it will be five hours of game time before you have to replace them. There's persistent day and night cycles, um, etc. There's also wind and rain and weather and tides. Um, like, you know, coastal tides and shit if you have a boat, which I do not. Because I'm stuck in the fucking Stone Age and assholes sending me screenshots, fucking pictures, fucking Bronze Age, you motherfucker! Well, yeah, if I had 10 people helping me, yeah, I'd be in the Bronze Age, too. But anyway, keeping your bed close to the fire while also having a roof over it so that you're enclosed, because being enclosed gives your character a stamina bonus called Rested, and Rested stacks. It takes, like, 30 seconds to get to level 4 Rested, which gives you an 11-minute long stamina boost, where your stamina bar refills faster. Everything in the game requires stamina. Stamina is the thing that keeps you alive. It's what allows you to uh, attack and defend. It allow- It's what allows you to move while in stealth. It's also what allows you to move for one bar's worth when you're over-encumbered. But keeping that fire inside your house is tricky because the smoke will build up inside of enclosed areas, and also rain will put out your fire slowly. It'll diminish your fire's uh, power and stuff, and that's your main cooking station. It's also where you get warmth, which is where you get rested, which is also... It's also where you sleep, and when you sleep, um, you know, if you can't sleep on a bed, it won't let you set up that is your spawn point, so when you get killed, it'll take you to your last bed or to the original spawn, which I don't even remember where that is in my game. Um, so it's a big deal, and the smoke will build up inside of your house if you just... And fires have to be put on, on the ground ground. So, you know, it's good to have, like, a nice little floor, and then, like, you leave an open pit for the fire. But your bed has to be near that. And so making this all work so you can have all your chests and all your crafting stations and stuff, which you don't really need. It's all much simpler than Seven Days to Die. Like, there's only one crafting station that you really use for the first 20 hours of the game until you get a kiln and then a smelter and, or a forge or whatever. Um, it's just the workbench, uh, which is great. Everything is through the workbench. Eventually, you'll gather, you know, specific types of resources to build specific types of things. The resources, the, the recipes are shown to you. Some of them can be discovered by discovering the item. There are no recipes recipes in the game, which is great. Leveling up is hard because it requires you to kill another boss. That's one of the reasons why I'm stuck at level 2 in the Stone Age. But I, I've also fucked around a lot. I've gotten really good at using the build system. Uh, to make, I mean, I've I built five shelters. I'm on my sixth. Uh, th- two of them are major shelters, 
this will be my third major shelter, uh, main, main base with a lot of chests, a lot of storage. Encumbrance is something you'll, you know, you'll, there's a lot of inventory management in the game, but the interface, once you get the hang of it, is not intolerable. <clears throat> but overall, it is, if you've, if you've ever been mesmerized by Minecraft, Seven Days to Die, um, any game where you farm stuff, because you, you'll chop a lot of wood, and you'll kill a lot of creatures, and you'll get really good at a lot of different things, um, and master new technologies, and encounter mythological creatures from Norse mythology, like Ikathir, and, uh, Hugin, and Munin, and, you know, blah, 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 um, it's, the total package. It will suck you in. BPR as probably. Let's see how. Um, let's find out. Again, I've not played with other people yet, but I have. Well, I mean, when I say played with other people, I, I've joined other people's servers, so I know that that runs on Linux, and I know that BPR is you know he's only Linux like me. Um, but it, it's a it's it is a time sink. You will love it and it's full of adventure it's not a pedestrian game like you're never you're almost always in mortal peril but you don't, luckily enough you don't normally realize that it's not that intense until you get to your second area where things get a lot, like it, it goes from like being I died maybe like three times I died probably once every three hours for like the first ten hours of my game. Then I got to the Black Forest and I die every 20 minutes in the Black Forest. And when you die, all your shit gets dropped in a grave there. The enemies despawn, but it depends. You can fuck yourself like in Seven Days to Die where you end up dropping all your shit if you're not careful in some place it's very bad that's difficult to get back to, which is one of the nice things about having other people playing with you because then you can actually recover your shit faster while they cover for you. Oh, dude, Hotworm and Talio and a bunch of other people just as I logged into Steam just jumped into uh, Valheim. So Valheim, it's great. It is 20 bucks in early access. Uh, this is not a full review. I'm going to keep playing it. Uh, I want to see BPRs fucking stats view profile he's played 100 he's played 98 hours in the past week that's crazy and he's currently in game it's that kind of game and it has something for everyone I really love it's really the balance of all of these of the fun exploration of the beautiful world of the exciting bosses of the fun skills and the combat skills of the building and the crafting of the resource gathering of the survival aspect of it you have to keep yourself fed um getting wet and cold will diminish your stamina regeneration um and getting tired will also diminish your stamina regeneration, so there's every incentive to play the game in kind of a certain way, but it also just lets you do whatever the fuck you want and it's it's so exciting to see uh, for the first time since Seven Days to Die, this game uh, is in that same tier of excellence I don't know uh, exactly when they hope to be completely finished with it, and I don't know exactly what, it's hard to put a percentage on something when you're still developing it actively, but, um, I would say they're about at least halfway done, if they're only halfway done, though, and you know, they 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 push for a release, like, you know, next quarter, quarter after next, for a 1.0 release, that game is gonna be amazing, because these guys are doing an incredible job already. So that's Valheim. Now you know. I would I would jump on right now if I were you. I would jump on it with both feet and uh, come and find us because one of us, either BPR, well, BPR keeps a password protected server that no one can log into evidently. Well, every, well other people can, but not me. Mm. 
But it is only a matter of time before I have a dedicated server for it as well, because it is super fun. Um, yeah, it's that intoxicating mix where everything that you do is both fundamentally rewarding, immediate, but does also require some forethought eventually, and the game is deep. There's wheels within wheels within wheels, and layers within layers within layers. Uh, like, the bow mechanic, I hated it first. Now that I understand the wind direction, and now that I understand now that I have shot, you know, maybe a thousand arrows, and my skill is like up to level 22, um, and I can kill almost anything, uh, like, well, deer in, in particular, because they're You'll, you'll need to craft a bow to kill deer more or less, or get really good at running to outrun them <laughs> um, but like, fighting with the bow is its own universe fighting with a knife is its own universe fighting with an axe is its own universe, fighting with a torch and a shield is its own universe, fighting with a knife or an axe or a spear and a shield is its own universe, change the type of shield is its own universe. Fighting with and without armor, it's its own... You get the picture. Um, and so it's almost arcade mode and it's so pretty. And the water effects in particular are just glorious and I like the creatures and I, everything feels good and everything is fun to do. So, for 20 bucks, I mean, right now, if you're looking for the best deal, it's either Just Cause 3 or... Uh, Actually, there's a lot of those, all, all of those deals from earlier in the show were great. But for 20 bucks, Valheim, you like to play with other people, bam. I'm going con- to continue to soldier on in my solo campaign. Oh, that's the other really cool thing I forgot to mention. When you jump onto a friend's server, you retain your character and your inventory. So if I jump onto BPR server, I don't have to start from zero nor does it like buff or change the quest or anything to accommodate for the lowest level, lowest ranked player or whatever, like it does on uh, Borderlands. No, you keep your character and you keep leveling up and you know, you keep all the inventory that you have on you. You don't get to keep your chests or your fucking block because you're in their world. But all the experience you gain, you get to keep that too. And so you can take that back to your single player game etc, etc, etc. I think the maximum number of players is 64. I know that BPR said that the max slots that he's running on his dedicated are 10. The average, though, is like, you know, and there's tons of servers. There's over... Last night when I was doing the song and dance of fucking explaining to BPR, no, it will not. Your server does not come up in the server list. Um, I spent 15 minutes on it, too. Um... there were four. There were four thousand. There were over four thousand three hundred individual active servers available to play on. They're just player servers. Like you can set up your own temporary server with your game, or take your game world and make it and open it up, and then close it down. Do whatever you want and play single player. You know any combination thereof, which is really cool. So Valheim. I will catch you next week. Happy Valentine's Day, everybody. Somewhere Business bad, fuck you, pay me Beyond the Don't you sea. fucking talk to me like I'm some kind of mug Somewhere me. Oh, you had a fire? Fuck you, pay me My lover stands on golden sand well, I'm prepared to do you a favor She watches the Wait a minute, I'm blind, I'm Better blind The thing cut me off Sailing place got hit by lightning, huh? Fuck you, pay me. Don't keep fucking saying that to me! Somewhere watching me If I could fly like birds There is no Windows version of weaponized chess. Boy, this is fucking ponderous, man. Ponderous, fucking ponderous. It only runs on Linux. It's not a problem. You alienated part of America. I alienated crazy people. I like it very much. It is I, E.B. Farnham. You're becoming hysterical. I'm here. I'm there. I'm fucking everywhere. I'm the Eggman. 
Burn everything incriminating, including this building. Burn all the White House pets and then yourselves. Burn yourselves first. The best Linux games podcast is brought to you by Blue Wizard is about to die. Now available for the first time as an ebook on Amazon.com. To subscribe to the podcast using a Linux-based podcatcher like Podracer, or to see our YouTube gameplay videos, please visit www.bestlinuxgames.com. Also, join our Steam community group, Best Linux Games, Friends Cookie Sprite, and follow him on Twitter at VegasWriter. BLGP is also brought to you by the Radio Control Room Project. For details, please visit www.rcrproject.com or rfihc.com. Zig thanks you. For great justice. The ship's computer is now ready. Please wait while I initialize this.